Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. This is Danita and today is Friday, TGIF, July the 31st, 2020. As always, I thank God for you for what he is doing in your life and in the lives of your loved ones, uh, all of whom you would, which you pray for, intercede for, love on all of those people. Today's Friday, y'all, and y'all know on Fridays we do things a little bit differently. And so last week and this week, we've really been studying, reading, and praying about relationships by looking through um, the lenses of David and Saul and Jonathan. We've really only prayed about Jonathan once, but we're going to get more into Jonathan and David's relationship on next week. As I've been meditating on David and Saul and their relationship and reflecting on on my relationships and, um, you know, how I've been, um, the Lord began to download early on on this week. And that's why it's so important for us to have our private time. And that's why it's so important not to rush the word of God, Um, because sometimes when we just stay there, God begins to reveal revelation. And your revelation may not be the next person's revelation. I've read the story about David and Saul and Jonathan and, you know, uh, 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel, 1 Kings and 2 Kings um, before. And every time I read it again, there's new revelation. Because remember, we go from faith to faith and from glory to glory. And we can't always get everything at once. But as we grow older and as we spend more time in God's presence and as we seek him. He said, if you seek me, you will find me. And we seek God through his word for he is the living word. Everything from Genesis to revelation. If it was relevant, then it's relevant now for the word of God says there is nothing new up under the sun. So the same type of characters, the same type of people that we witness in the Bible, even though the times may be different, we can extract clear messages from the text that are applicable to 2020. So as I was reading about um, Saul and last week, you know, our talk was about disobedience leads to destruction. Well, the Lord just had me stay right there. Disobedience was the door, was the door that Saul opened that led to his destruction. But as he opened that door, there were many spirits that God allowed to come in. It made me think about us today. And what I heard today in my prayer time is that we need to get to the root of it. We need to go back to the beginning of our dysfunction. We need to go. And I mean, y'all, I can be dysfunctional too. Amen. We need to go back to the beginning of where the relationship went sour. We need to go back to the beginning where we decided to do things our way. And we cannot blame other people. Instead, we have to say to ourselves, God, where did I open the door for the spirits to come in? God, where did I open the door that allowed the chief spirit to come in, set up residence and to invite his buddies? Because I'm not saying that believers can be possessed by spirits, but we can occupy spirits. The word of God is truth. And the word says that a, that a spirit sometimes will depart from a man. 
and he will he will go to and fro but then if he doesn't find anything he goes back to that man if that man is empty not only does he come but he comes with spirits and he comes with spirits that are stronger than when he first left that's why when we get delivered from some things when we get delivered from lying tongues when we get delivered from cursing people out when we get delivered from drugs and alcohol and that spirit departs we've got to fill ourselves up with the holy spirit how do we fill ourselves up we feed our spirit with the things of god we read the word we praise god we worship god we pray in the spirit we speak the word of god over our lives we watch our eye gates and our ear gates we pay attention to who we surround ourselves to we separate ourselves remember sanctification is a progression where god begins to separate good from evil if we allow him to So with that being said, let's take a journey back into the word of God so we can see how the spirits began to take residence. I'm going to go to 1 Samuel chapter 30 and I'm going to start with, oh, let's see, maybe that's not the scripture. First, I'm sorry, 1 Samuel 28. Now, and then I'm going to go back and forth. So stick with me. I promise not to be longer than 10 minutes today. But I get excited about the word of God. So in 1 Samuel 28, this is when Saul went to go see the witch of Endure. And this is in advance and and we'll work our way up to here. But this is when he asked the witch to raise up Samuel from the dead after Samuel had gotten uh, rid of all the witches and, and, and divination, those who operated outside of the spirit of God. And this is what Samuel said to Saul. Now he's deceased. So this is his spirit. Samuel said, why do you consult me now that the Lord has turned from you and become your enemy? The Lord has done what he predicted through me. The Lord has torn down the kingdom out of your hands and given it to one of your neighbors to David because you did not obey or carry out his fierce wrath against the Amalekites, the Lord has done this to you today. The Lord will hand you over both Israel and you to the Philistines, and tomorrow you and your sons will be with me. Basically, he's saying, you're going to die tomorrow. You and your sons are going to die tomorrow, Saul. The Lord will also hand over the army of Israel to the Philistines. Verse 18, because you did not obey the Lord or carry out his fierce wrath, disobedience. That was the spirit, the chief spirit in Saul's life that led to his downfall. He tried to blame everything on David because he got jealous, but it was his disobedience that led to his soundfall, downfall. Now, how does God Or how does the word of God show us the entry of the spirits? Let's go back to 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22. But Samuel replied, this is when he was talking to Saul after the incident of the Amalekites. And remember, God told uh, Samuel, take everything. But he didn't. He did it his way. So this this is what the Lord says. I mean, this is what Samuel said, Saul, does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Obedience versus disobedience to obey is better than sacrifice. 
and to heed is better than the fat of rams. For rebellion is like the sin of divination. So the rebellion piece. And arrogance, pride, like the evil of idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of God, he has rejected you as king. So what spirits do we see? We see disobedience. He calls them out right here, y'all. Then we see rebellion, another chief spirit. Then we see pride, and then we see rejection. It's laid out right here. Disobedience. How was he disobedient? In the very beginning, remember, he, he saw, offered up a sacrifice. Samuel shows up on the scene and says, why did you do that? Like, why are you sacrificing? Saul says, well, because you wasn't here, I thought I'd offer a sacrifice to the Lord. He was disobedient. He wasn't doing things in order. At that time, that was the first sign of his disobedience. At that time, Samuel spoke out of his mouth and said to him, well, you know what? God is going to choose somebody after his own heart. That's what Samuel told him. The Lord said it himself when Saul was disobedient about the Amalekites. That's when the Lord said to Samuel, I am grieved that I have made Saul king because he turned away from me and has not carried out my instruction. Samuel was troubled and he cried out to the Lord all that night. Now, what is the difference between disobedience and rebellion? Remember, disobedience. That means you just simply do not obey. You just don't obey. Rebellion means you, re you don't do what authority tells you to do. So first he disobeyed. He did not do what Samuel said to do. Okay, so he was disobedient to the prophet, the man of God. Then he rebelled because he didn't do what God told him to do. Then pride set in because he says, I was afraid of the people. And so I gave into them. Then he says to Saul, please, but please honor me before the elders of my people and before Israel. Come back with me so that I may worship the Lord your God. Because he was more concerned about what people thought than he was about what God thought. Okay. And then we see rejection because it says God rejected him as king. So Samuel lays out the spirits already that Saul is beginning to contend with. Then the word of God goes on to show us that jealousy, because now Saul has left the door open and he's opened the door on his own. But then the Lord sends the evil spirit of jealousy. Then the spirits of anger and fear and the spirit of murder because the spirits of, of jealousy and anger invite the spirit of murder. When most people, and I'm talking about in the natural, kill someone, it's usually, I can't say all the times, out of jealousy, anger, and also in these cases, in this case here, fear. Usually it's out of one of those three reasons, jealousy, anger, or fear. 
jealous because this person has something that they want, angry because this person has made them upset, they made them mad, or fear because they are fearful, and sometimes jealousy and fear will feed off of one another. They're they're in fear of this person, meaning that maybe they think they're going to uh, take a a job or a role or they've done something, you know, whatever. But those things lead to murder. And so what I want to leave you with, and I can unpack this thing, but I'm already at 12 minutes, is for your relationships, get to the root. See, we had, you know, why, what happened to Saul, man? I mean, God had uh, uh, anointed him as king and he was anointed to be king. The word of God says, which is why when David had an opportunity to kill Saul, he didn't. He said, because he is anointed. He is anointed. So he, he didn't do him any harm. There's a scripture in the Bible says that touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. And Saul did prophesy in first Samuel, but he was God's anointed. So even though he did David bad, remember there's a blessing in your stain. There's a blessing in realizing the headship, even if the headship is against you. That's why we honor those in authority over us. Because when we rebel, we go against those in authority. Help me, Holy Spirit, because I'm talking to, there's some things that the Lord is bringing up to my remembrance about what I need to repent for when we get off of here, about rebelling against some people in authority and thinking that my way is better. This is so real, y'all. And I say this because we have to be so careful about the, the things that we open the door to in our lives. And when we are disobedient to the word of God, that's so that's the door we're opening for the enemy. When we rebel against authority about people who God has given authority over us, whether it be your pastor, whether it be your supervisor, you may not like the person, but you better respect the seat. Whether it be your parents, the word of God says, honor your mother and father and your days shall be longer. When we go against authority and when we are disobedient, these are the rules, y'all. These are the commandments. And then when we're prideful, when we feel like we have a right to disobey, when we feel like we have a right to do things our way, when we feel nobody can tell us what to do or how to do it, we are being disobedient and we are being rebellious and we are being full of pride. We have to be so careful and I mean this with everything in me and I'm talking to myself because those spirits that we allow in, they just like Saul, they would come in one minute. He would love David and he would say, I'm sorry, David, even to tears because the spirit would depart. But guess what? That spirit would come back. And it came back forcibly more and more and more. And we see the building up of evil spirits in Saul. We see the building up. But where did it start? It started with disobedience. It started with rebellion. It started with pride. Help us, God. Help us, God. Help us, God. And I'm not just talking to y'all. Hear me clearly. We got to get to the root 
And maybe disobedience is not your root or my root. Maybe our root, and sometimes we got to go all the way back to childhood. Can I be real this morning? We got to go all the way back to childhood. For many of our children today, and I'm going to be real, I'm getting ready to go there. And if you got to go, just hang up. But for many of our children today, the reason why they are dealing with what they are dealing with is because from the womb, hear me clearly, from the womb, the door of the spirit of rejection was let in. From the womb, you might say, well, how is that even possible? How is that even possible? When you're talking about abortion, you're talking about rejecting that child. That's already in the woman's spirit. And you know, when you are a woman and you have a a baby inside of you, you share one flesh. So every spirit the woman is contending with that baby is contending with. Why do you think when, when a woman is under so much stress when she's pregnant, sometimes she's got to put on bed rest and she's got to be, and, and why babies sometimes are um, born early because of the stress of a woman. Because that baby has to contend with whatever that woman is contending with. That's why mothers can pass diseases to their children. Because you are of one at that moment for nine months. And that child is born already with some things that if that mother didn't pray and break her way through and repent and ask God for forgiveness, then that baby is born with the spirit, with the spirit already that will leave and come, that will leave and come. And as that child grows, hear me clearly, as that child grows, the invitations for other spirits is it's open. It's open. That's why we have to know what the word of God says, y'all. That's why we have to pray. That's why we have to stay before the Lord. That's why we have to first examine ourselves. I'm examining me. I don't have time to examine y'all. I don't have the time to examine other people. I have to start with me because I got to clean me up for my kids and for my grandchildren and for their children. I have to say the buck stops here. Every generational curse stops here. I've got to cover my family. I've got to be able to get downloads and revelation from God so that I know how to pray for my children. So that I know how to pray even now for the men that they will one day have in their lives. And that I know how to talk to those men when they show up on the scene so that I can ask them about some things and get to the root so that I know how to pray. Not so that I can control what's going on, so that I know how to pray about what's going on. God is the only one that controls the situation, but he gave us the ability And the honor and the privilege to take everything to him in prayer. He also gave us dominion and authority in the earth. And we've got to use it for such times as this. So on this weekend, y'all, I leave y'all with self-examining yourself. Getting to the root of anything that you have allowed in. 
and then give it, giving it up to God. Deliver. Ask God to deliver you from disobedience. Ask God to deliver you from rebellion. Ask God to deliver you from pride. And when you feel the lift, don't let that spirit come back with some friends. Fill yourself up. Build yourself up in your most holy faith. I love you guys so much. I really do (laughs) because we are in this thing together. And I just thank God for you allowing me to leave you on Fridays with the word that you can think about, that you can search the scriptures for yourself. I tell you a good book to read is Pigs in the Parlor because it lets you know about the spiritual realm. We are spiritual beings in the earth. I heard a psalmist say once, what a waste it is to live as a human. Now, you know, we, you know, and some people might say, oh, you crazy. You don't lost your mind. Think about that. She said, what a waste it is to live as a human. Why? Because we are spiritual beings and we have to get in the spirit and out of this flesh. I'm so sick of my flesh. Sometimes I'm sick of it. I'm sick. of. I'm sick of this flesh trying to take it, take over. That's why we have to die daily to our flesh. Every last one of us. I love you guys. Have an awesome weekend. And at any time, you can text me. You can call me. 317-716-6655. 317-716-6655. And just, you know, if you have a prayer request, believe I, I take every prayer request very seriously. I take every prayer request very seriously. Because I do believe the effectual prayers of a righteous man and woman availeth much and I want my prayers to avail not because I'm so good but because of who he is and I want God to show himself strong to every believer and to every non-believer that he is still Jehovah that he still sits on the throne that he is a God that can do everything and anything but fail I need God to turn some things around in my life and in the lives of my children and in the lives of everyone connected to me. Why? Because he's God. (laughs) Why? Because he wants to do it. He said, beloved above all else, I pray that you will prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. He wants us to prosper y'all spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, and financially. And that is my desire for you and for myself. And we can have it. Why? Because the word of God says that we can. And I'm taking God at his word. I love you. Have an awesome weekend. I got to go to work. See you later. Bye.